look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Lifestyle matters. It's more than money. I'm Faisal Carmelli, my co-host here, Dave Popwich. How you doing, buddy? I'm terrific. You? Not bad. Not bad. Getting geared up. We're getting close to the uh, the CFL Western Finals. Yeah, I know. Uh, it should be a nice day for it too. I think. <laughs> By all estimation, it's supposed to be nice. Our fingers are crossed. Look outside. You think it's a nice day? Well, it's gonna be nice. You're inside. It'll That's be why nice. You're saying that. It'll be nice. Take off your parka. Okay. Ken right. <laughs> is financial literacy leader. Uh, we touch base with her. Jane Rooney, every year we've got her back on the show. We're going to talk about what's most important to know about finances and uh, in particular what seniors, how seniors can educate themselves if they feel that just they, they just aren't comfortable in that uh, in that arena. Yeah, and it's Financial Literacy Month, so we need to talk about these types of things. I think it's a, it's a good one. We also have um, RSP contributions. Um, they should act, they're actually hurting us more than they're helping us. A new report from the CD Howe Institute suggests that they need to change, so we're going to bring them on to talk about what needs to change exactly. Um, an interesting week. There's lots to talk about this week, but I think what dominated and what's dominated for a while, but we actually had some progress made on U.S. tax reform. No? Okay. <laughs> was one small hurdle. The House approved it. Okay. And now it goes to the Senate. Yeah. The, the Senate has a different plan. So we got first down and we've got, what, another 50 yards to go, I think? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we do have a ways to go. Uh, so the House's plan is different from the Senate's plan. The Senate's plan um, it was approved. They're not going to really vote on this until uh, after the Thanksgiving weekend. And there's some differences, so they've got to reconcile these differences. So small hurdle. We had a hurdle. We jumped it over. Okay, we're moving it forward. There's another one. Okay. Some commentary this week from senior officials out of the Trump administration that we should get this signed by the end of the year. Interesting. Okay. Um, the market is pricing some of this in. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. They need to. They need to realize what's what may not happen or what they thought was going to happen may be delayed. A lot of debate about who this is good for, though. Is this a middle-class tax cut or is this a tax cut for the wealthy? Should we get an explanation on it? Let's get an explanation. There was a great explanation <laughs> given on it. All right, well, listen to what, have, what Sarah Huckabee Sanders has to say uh, by way of an explanation <laughs> to the press corps. Go out for beer, and the bill for all 10 comes to $100. If these 10 reporters paid their tab every night the way we pay our taxes, it would go something like this. The first four, the poorest, would pay nothing. The fifth would pay $1. The sixth would pay $3. The seventh would pay $7. The eighth would pay $12. The ninth would pay $18. The tenth, the richest, would pay $59. So that's what they decided to do. The 10 reporters drank in the bar every day and seemed quite happy with the arrangement until one day the bar, honor, bar owner threw them a curveball. Since you're all such good customers, he said, I'm going to reduce the cost of your daily beer by $20. Drinks for the 10 reporters would now cost just $80. The group still wanted to pay their bill the way we pay our taxes, so the first four were unaffected. They would still drink for free. But what about the other six? How could they divide the $20 windfall so that everyone would get their fair share? These are the reporters after all, so they're concerned with fairness. They realize that $20 divided by six is $3.33. But if they subtracted that from everybody's share, then the fifth reporter and the sixth reporter, which, eat, which would each end up being paid to drink beer. So the bar owner suggested that it would be fair to reduce each man's bill by a higher percentage the poorer he was. 
By doing that, he explained, they'd continue following the principle of the tax system they'd been using. So he proceeded to work out the amounts he suggested that each should pay now. And so the fifth reporter, like the first four, now paid nothing. He got a 100% saving. The sixth now paid $2 instead of $3, a 33% saving. The seventh now paid $5 instead of seven, a 28% saving. The eighth now paid $9 instead of 12, a 25% saving. The ninth now paid 14 instead of 18, which was a 22% saving. And the tenth now paid $49 instead of $59, a 16% saving. So each of the six was better off than before, and the first four continued to drink for free. But once outside the bar, the reporters began to compare their savings. I only got a dollar out of the $20 saving, declared the sixth reporter. And she pointed to the tenth reporter. He got 10. Yes, that's right, exclaimed the fifth reporter. I only saved a dollar, too. It's unfair that he received 10 times more benefit than me. That's true, shouted the seventh reporter. Why should he get $10 back when I only got two? The wealthy gets all the breaks. Wait a minute, yelled the first four reporters in unison. We didn't get anything at all. This new t tax system exploits the poor. The nine reporters yelled at the tenth and made him feel bad. So the next night, the tenth man didn't show up for drinks, and the nine sat down and had their beers without him. But when it came time to pay the bill, they discovered something important. They no longer had enough money between them all to even cover half of the bill. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how our tax system works. The people who already paid the highest taxes will naturally benefit from a tax reduction, but not the largest percent benefit. Tax. <laughs> I'm thirsty now. Yeah. I want to go for a beer. Yeah. <laughs> Aside from the shots at the press corps there. Yeah. <laughs> a very interesting approach. I think this, is, this has been pushed around social media. Uh, she's using the beer analogy. We've heard dinner and all these different types of analogies. So this is not the first time that I've heard uh, a no. similar approach to how the tax systems work. Um, it's a progressive tax system. The more you make, the more percent you pay. It is what it is. I think the concern that comes out of this is that um, when we look at who's not benefiting from it, we look at it from a, purely from a savings of cash, not a remaining portion of goods and services that are still available. Because if you cut those goods and services, then you're losing out. But if you don't get a savings from it, that seems like it's, it's, it's only benefiting a certain group, and in this case, uh, the, the rich, right? So Yeah, uh, I mean, that's going to be a political debate. Uh, this is why I think we're going to, this is why when you said we're almost done with the, uh, with the whole tax code in the United States, I, and I said it's the first down, we got 50 yards to go. This is why I'm saying it. And there's, there's two different pieces coming out from the House and the Republicans, uh, and the Republicans are starting to bring up the whole concept of changing the healthcare system to save the money in this. Mm. And that's, and this is why I think we're we're further away than when we when we came into this. Uh, you know? So, so I, I think you're right. So the, the Senate has taken a, a very a politically risky move by in, including um, some uh, Obamacare repeal elements to to the tax plan. Now, there could be some very good reasons from a tax government tax or sorry revenue and expense perspective to do that. But uh, looking at the um, how politicized that is and how well the Republicans did on that Obamacare repeal, uh, you know, it does introduce a notion of uncertainty. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. We're not done yet. Uh, there's going to be several more weeks, I would think, or at least till the end of the year before we uh, we get some clarity. And I think markets will be affected depending on what the current headlines are about the, uh, you know, whether they're progressing phasal towards or they're moving away from uh, from some agreement. And keep in mind, that there's only a two-seat uh, difference in the Senate, Correct. right? Fifty-two, so they can only afford Harder to lose. There. 
they can only afford to lose two seats in the Senate, uh, and we know that that's uh, it's that, that's been a difficult uh, chamber for them, particularly with the uh, the Obama uh, uh, Obamacare repeal. Correct. Okay. Nor- Norway. Norway was in the news. Well, uh, yeah, Norway was interesting uh, this week to me, only in the sense that Norway has the largest sovereign wealth fund. It's cl- close to a trillion dollars. Uh, that sovereign wealth fund has been principally uh, built principally on the back of um, oil and gas tax revenues. So similar to our heritage fund here. That's correct. Okay. Um, it's about $35 billion exposed to oil and gas, to maybe a 3.5% weight, 4% weight in the portfolio. And they've come out, the, uh, the people running the sovereign wealth fund, and they're effectively asking the government if they can eliminate oil and gas exposure entirely to eliminate the fund's volatility. The, the, portfolio's volatility from the price volatility that we see in oil. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> yes. I think because they're now somewhat giving a note of they're biting the hand that feeds them um, mentality. But I, I look at the Canadian pension plan, and I think it was the 2016 report mm-hmm. that I was mentioning. Yep. At that point, there was a 5% weight in Canadian stocks. Yep. Our own pension plan here in Canada for all Canadians who are contributing to it and the managers have only put 5% in their own country. It's the same argument. If it, it do wherever, Make the money. Forget about the whole political side of things or what optics look like. Just make the money for who it's supposed to benefit. And that's all that people really care about. Keep the risk down. Make the money. And if that means you're not going to be in favor of your home court, then you're not going to be in favor of your home court. And that, it is what it is. I agree. And I also agree. I mean, I, I, just, I find it interesting uh, from a number of respects. Remember Norway, I don't know, six months ago. Eight months ago, had indicated that um, you know by what was it twenty thirty you can't buy an internal combustion engine car in Norway anymore. You can't drive. So there's lots of interesting changes. Yeah. Listen, the Saudis are are also you know, the Aramco IPO is about reducing exposure to oil, diversifying their economy. Uh, but it did it did make the press. It did make news. It caught people's attention in Calgary. Uh, but there's good reasons in in Norway. Uh, one of the uh, you know one of the topics of of conversation is diversification as well. So if if we have made our wealth in oil and gas, perhaps we shouldn't be invested in oil and gas in the sense that we need to diversify that wealth as we monetize it from that natural resources. So there's some lessons to be learned uh, at a larger level or at a higher level for individual investors. Yeah, and see if you have the same respect to your portfolio as sovereign wealth funds or pension plans like the CPP are having for their for their portfolios. Okay, our seminar, November 21st, we're going to talk about protecting, profiting, and protecting that uh, that retirement, bulletproofing your retirement, as we call it. Yeah, on, no, on Tuesday, November 21st, 7 p.m. at the Crowfoot Co-op Wine and Spirits. Give us a call to register at 966-8400. That's 966-8400. Or go on our website to register at morethanmoneyradio.com. Join us after the break. We're going to talk to Canada's financial literacy leader and talk a little bit about some of the items that seniors in particular need to be mindful of when handling their finances. This on Newstalk 770 and More Than Money. David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.